this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com and it's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. Um, bum, bum, bum. Uh, if you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, D E R E K, at comicbooknoise.com or you can call the audio comment line at 734 if you'd like to make a donation to keep the lights on for the show, for the entire network, to tell you the truth, um, please go to comicbooknoise.com. There you will see links to um, donate with uh, uh, PayPal um, to donate Alphonic Minutes. Alphonic is Alphonic is a service I use to prepare this particular, um, well, no, not this, just this podcast, but, um, all of the podcasts that I do, it is a a service you take the sound file, take the raw sound file, you upload it, and it, uh, will attach the, uh, opening as well as the closing, um, and it will attach uh, the ID3 tags as well as album art. And if you configure it properly, it will even upload everything to your uh, to your FTP server so that people can get it, or even make a um, audio only. Um, YouTube file, which I no longer do because uh, YouTube, I I don't have enough YouTube followers, so I wouldn't be monetized, and if I'm going to do something for free, I'm going to do something for free over here, anyway, uh, um, or you can become a patron, uh, like the list of patrons that I have, Sitting at my desk at home. All right, dude. Oh, yeah, we know you got a loud car. Anyway, um, but to the patrons, I want to thank you, one and all. And I really do need to start carrying around a list of names so I can thank everybody individually. But um, I didn't do it this time around, so just realize that I do thank you, and I do appreciate you all. All right, first off, a very important. Correction. A few episodes ago, a few, when I uh, I did a, 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 a couple of episodes where I talked about Andrew J. Shaw. One was a review of his uh, comic book, Cul de Sac, which is now on um, uh, Comicsology. If 
you really want to read it because it is actually pretty good. Um, and the other one was in response to a letter in uh, Savage Dragon talking about um, Savage Dragon. You know, th- does Larson feel like uh, he's taking a step back? You know. Anyway, I found out that the reason that, that it just didn't. You remember? Because I don't know if you remember, but I was kind of surprised that uh, you know that Andrew would say something like that. And the reason that it was coming as such a surprise to me is because that was the wrong Andrew J. Shaw. Apparently, there are two of them. One of them um, is a comic creator out of uh, Australia, and the other one apparently thinks that um, uh, creator own stuff is not as good as uh, the stuff from DC. And Marvel. So I'd like to apologize for the mix-up, and I'd like to thank Alan White, the creator of the Power Principle, and the host of the Paradigm Shift podcast, for uh, correcting that for me. Um, because they're those two are friends, friends. In fact, Alan went to Australia and hung out with um, the real Andrew Chase Shaw. So he knows that there's a, uh, a difference, and I'm not saying that both that that both people aren't real. It's just that for the purposes of uh, comic book noise, um, the author of uh, Cult de Sac is the real one. The other guy is just I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just odd to me that people think that way. You know, it's like, hey, here's something you created that you wanted to create your entire life. Here it is. You own it. But don't you think it's a step down to working for somebody else? It, what? <laughs> Come on. Now. But then again, um, as it has been impressed upon me, not everybody has an entrepreneurial um, bent. Some people are happy to work with uh, other people's toys, basically. Because that's all it really is. Um... You can work for DC or Marvel and get big fat paychecks, but at the end of the day, anything you own is theirs, you know? Any kind of story that you tell is theirs. Any kind of um, images that you create, any kind of concepts that you use, they're all theirs, you know? So, I don't know. To me, I would much rather... um, own my own stuff, you know, I mean, I can understand working for DC and Marvel, because like I said, they apparently give you big fat paychecks, um, and big fat paychecks are always good, you know, and if you get enough of them, uh, little skinny paychecks can be pretty good too, (laughs) anyway, um, so I, I'm not coming down on people who, uh, go from creator own work to, um, working for one of the big two because that's pretty much the only way you can do it nowadays um but I will come down on people who think that being able to have your creation uh out there for over 20 years is a step down because you know that's just not. I'm sorry. Anybody who thinks that, I just, I, I don't know. No, this, this makes no sense to me. I would love to be, to, uh, 
and I'm, I'm 51 now, I'd love to be working on a comic until I'm 71. I would love that. Um, it'll never happen, you know. So, there you go. Unless you want to count me finally finishing like, the follow-up to the what, 10-page comic book that I finished last year. <sighs> but I'm pretty sure it's not what you Anyway, alright, now that we've done the um, the apology portion of the show, the, the correction, um, I read from Marvel Comics um, Fantastic Four number one. Right, now, this should really not come as any surprise anybody who listens to this for, two, for uh, very long, who has been listening to this for very long. Um, Fantastic Four is one of those titles, just like, you know, Justice League and Legion of Superheroes where, you know, you come out with a number one or you come out with a good jumping on point, I'm probably going to jump on just to see what's going on. Um, not a whole lot of other people can say that, you know. I'm not, for me, you know. Like, when New 52 came out, I think I read Superman 1, but I read it because I wanted to read all 52. Um, it was no big deal like, oh yeah, I've got to read this, you know. But um, Fantastic Four, the week it came out, because it, it came out a couple weeks ago, um, I get my, my uh, comic package once a month, so um, I didn't read it when it first came out, right? But when it first came out, I saw people who were really disappointed in the issue, right? And I was like, oh, okay, well, this person doesn't like it. And this person doesn't like it. But then I saw other people who were just like, yeah, they really enjoyed it, you know. I was like, hmm, okay, this is confusing. Because you see, because there are some people who, I'm not going to mention names, but um, they are like my unofficial uh, recommendation team, okay. I see what they think of an issue. And that actually goes away and a ways away for me to, like, uh, appreciate the issue or not, you know. Um, but uh, <laughs> there are also some people who come across where I know even before I finish reading the sentence how they're going to feel, you know. Um, so it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to read it, but I'm not really going to, you're not going to be a part of the, uh, the, the overall, you're not going to move the needle one way or the other because I already know what to expect. And those people never really surprise me. I have, I have yet to be surprised by, um, one particular person because it just, I are, I already know what they're going to say the second I see what they're talking about, you know, on Facebook. So I don't know if they're on Twitter. Um, and that's cool, you know. And so I was looking forward to it. You know, I was really looking forward to this issue. It was the second issue that I read when I got my comics. The first one, of course, being Savage Dragon. Um, which I think Savage Dragon has been, like, at the top of my to-read pile for a while now, you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, 
so I read it. Uh, I actually read the main story two days ago, and I read the backup today. And I'll tell you right now, I don't know what people who didn't like it were seeing because I really enjoyed the whole story, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm reading it, and, I'm, and I finished reading the story, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't understand what they were talking about. Why didn't they like it? And then it occurred to me, and this is something that happens a lot with uh, Fantastic Four and, and with the Legion of Superheroes, to tell you the truth. Um, the people who are reading it and commenting on it, who say they don't get it or they didn't really enjoy it because for some reason or another, these aren't people who are reading it because they like Fantastic Four. I believe these are people who are reading it and they want to like Fantastic Four, you know, or like, you know, they, they read something for the Legion and they just want to like the Legion, but there's something in it that they just aren't getting, you know, um, for example, when you have a first issue of, uh, Avengers or Justice League, I can tell you right now, it's gonna, if it's not wall-to-wall action, then it's gonna be like, um, edge of the carpet to the edge of the carpet action, right? There may be a little bit of setup, but it's, it's basically going to be about establishing, Justice League especially, it's going to be about establishing the um, the personalities of the characters, and then they're just going to sit around punching nameless faces things, right? Now, that's how it was with the last version that I read, and it's pretty much, oh, excuse me, how it goes. It's like, all right, um, Batman's the bossy one, um, Flash is the funny one, even though I never really recalled Barry Allen having much of a personality like this, you know, <laughs> it's like they took some of Wally's personality from the, uh, cartoon and said, hey, yeah, we're just gonna say that that's Barry now, you know, um, but anyway, so you, you, they do that, and they're going up against what, uh, parademons or whatever the hell they were fighting this last time around, but that's just how it goes, you know and with the with the, um, with the Avengers, it's always okay, we're gonna set up this unbeatable foe and go you know, but with um, the Fantastic Four this time around Dan Slott is showing us okay, the team is not together, the team is fractured, we're going to put the team back together, okay, now, some people are complaining that the team did not get back together, um, spoiler, I guess, um, but this is the first time in a while that all four have been in the same book, okay, (laughs) So, just because they're not all sitting down at the same table doesn't mean that that this is not a success. Because they're all, like I said, they're all in the same book for the first time in quite a while. Um, and I'm just, I, I finished it and I'm like, okay, this is cool, you know. Because I was thinking, all right, now, what do they want? Do they want the team to be back together all at once? And then it's like, okay, well, how did the team get together? Then we're going to have to spend like, a, what, an issue or two? explaining, okay, well, 
when last we left our heroes, they were here, but now they're here. This is how they got there. You know, it's like, eh. you know, <laughs> or they could have just rushed it and in two pages, the team would be back together. And then once again, we're going to have to explain, you know, what was everybody doing? Where have they been? And all that kind of stuff. It's just like, if they had gotten back, to, if they were apart on page one, but together by page four or five, people would have said, oh, wow, this is rushed. Okay. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I like the artwork. Um, oh, geez, Sarah Pacelli. Um, I like her artwork, but it wasn't as... I just use this word, but it wasn't as clean as her uh, Miles Morales stuff was, you know? It, then I think that she was um, inking herself. And a lot of people, when they ink them, themselves, they add the extra lines that they want in there. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay. An inker will take a look at this and say, all right, I'll put in one, you know, fairly thick line. But a pencil is like, hmm, you know, I use three lines to draw here, so I'm going to use all three. You know, and I think that's what was going on here. But I, I still like the artwork. It wasn't bad at all. So I'm just saying it just seemed, I don't know, just a little weird. And, um,. Okay. And then uh, there's the colors. The colors were beautiful. Um, the backup story was a story about Doom. And it answered a lot of questions, you know, that people usually have about uh, Latvera. It's like, why don't, you know, why does Doom stay in power? And they kind of answered that. It's just like people on the outside think that Doom is this monster, but to his people, you know, he's he's not a despot. He's their savior. Um, I really like it. The only thing, and now this 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 was a good book, but there was not, it was not perfect at all. Um, for my taste, there's way too much Impossible Man because he's like this wacky character, and we all know how I feel about wacky characters. Um, wackiness is the reason why I've never seen Spaceballs, and I don't think I will ever rectify that. Anyway, um, I don't know why I went off on this Spaceball tangent. I am now at work, so I am done making a lot of noise, a lot of comic book noise. Pick up uh, Fantastic Four number one if you haven't. It's pretty good. Take it easy. Oh, my God.